pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Jays fans and welcome to our final edition of the 1620 the Jays podcast for this 2022-23 academic year. I'm John Bishop and alongside Connor Happer and Josh Peterson we're going to look back at some of our favorite moments from the past academic year on the 1620 the Jays podcast. On today's show you will hear from a variety of Creighton student athletes including Morgan Molly, Nora Sis, Sky McCune, Ryan Windham, Tommy Ward, Catherine Lemke, and more. The 1620 The Jays podcast is brought to you each and every week, and we've been very proud to have Barry Law with us all year long. Your most important assets are your body, your mind, and your future. When those are jeopardized by an injury that isn't your fault, you need to fight back and regain your life. Call Barry Law at 402-999-7777 or visit BarryLawFirm.com. At Barry Law, we help defend the rights of those in need. At Barry Law, we are in it to win it. It was another fantastic year for Creighton Athletics. Of course, the men's soccer team making it all the way to the College Cup with what seemed to be an almost impossible run through the Big East tournament and then upsetting the top-ranked team in the country. The Big East champion women's volleyball team won yet another regular season crown and they won a tournament championship while qualifying for yet another NCAA tournament. Men's and women's basketball both again making the NCAA tournament, the men's team making an historic run to the Elite Eight and coming oh so close to the program's first Final Four. There was also success on the track. We're going to talk with Tommy Ward a little bit later on. Yes, Creighton ran track for the first time in over 60 years. The Big East women's tennis team runner-up. Yes, Creighton women had never made it to the tournament finals. The Creighton men's tennis team had never made it to the semifinals. Both those were accomplished this past season. In addition, the women's soccer team made their first ever Big East semifinal. So it was another great year of academic and athletic success at Creighton University. A 3.49 cumulative GPA among all the student athletes and 10 different sports scored perfect scores on their APR, which is the academic progress rate that the NCAA uses to make sure that everyone is going to class. Well, the Jays certainly did that this past year. First up here on the 1620 The Jays podcast as we look back at what was a fantastic year, we're going to talk with Nora Sis, who right now is playing in the Pan American tournament down in Mexico. Second straight year she's been on the USA under-21 team. Nora will be getting ready for next season in a Creighton volleyball uniform. Here was our conversation with Nora. Now tell me if I'm wrong, but I heard somewhere that you are compared to a character on Ted Lasso. Is that true? Yes, his name is Danny Rojas. 
Why is this <laughs> for those who haven't seen the show? Why? Why are you compared to this character? Well, I, this would probably be a better question for someone on my team, but I think it's because <laughs> he's a character that <laughs> he has a lot of energy. I have a lot of energy. Um, and he always says in his accent, he's like, football is life. And a lot of people say that that's me because I always have a lot of energy at practice. I love playing more than anything. Um <laughs> I don't know. You should probably ask someone else. <laughs> I, I'm going to bookmark this for down the road. We'll ask others why. But I mean, <laughs> okay. it, it sounds like a very logical answer, though. I Do you have a Volleyball is Life t-shirt somewhere in your collection? I don't. That's a really good idea, though, actually. This is an NIL <laughs> opportunity, ladies and gentlemen out there. If you are listening and you uh, you would like to support uh, Nora in this effort, <laughs> Volleyball is Life, I think. Uh, and, and, and put your number uh, your number two on there, which, by the way, you have worn this same number since you were 10 years old. Is there a, is there a reason for that? Um, I don't think so. My, I tell people, they think this is weird. I tell people my lucky number was always 22. I don't know where that came from, but it was always 22. So then I cut it in half and made it two. I don't know how true that is, but also I remember when I was, 10 and I made my the club team for the first time and they were asking us what number we wanted to be. I remember sitting on bed with my mom and she was like, this is a really big decision. And I was like, Oh my gosh, really? And she was like, she was like, well, it's your first time having a volleyball number. So I really, really thought about it. I don't know how I ended up with two, but it's stuck. <laughs> and, and now you've always, you're, you're just going to be number two forever. As long as you play. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> now, as the tradition goes, if there's a successful road trip, the team goes out for ice cream. Mm -hmm. Who who makes the choice where you go? <laughs> Not me. Um, I don't know, actually. Is it based on what's open at 930 at night actually, or whatever time you're getting? That is a really up? good point. Yeah, usually. <laughs> we usually do play until like the last time I think we went to last time we went to Freddy's because it, I'm pretty sure it was the only place open. It was like 1030. P.M. Um. But yeah, rumor has it, Jayla told me this. I don't know how true this is, that Booth is going to start doing that at home game, home tournaments, home oh, weekend. really? But I don't know if that's true. Jayla, just... Mm. <laughs> All right, well, okay. So let's pretend that you get to be the sole decider. You get to choose. Where are you choosing and what are you having? Oh, my gosh. Um, Ice cream is my favorite dessert and I'm not picky at all. I just like vanilla with sprinkles. Really? <laughs> yeah. Just vanilla with sprinkles. Well, sometimes I get like cookies and cream. But is there, do you have a, do you have a favorite place or is it, does it really matter? Not really, but in Omaha, um, coneflower is incredible. We've never been there. Another NIL opportunity, by the way, just I'm just throwing that out. there. <laughs> Our whole team loves Coneflower. We get sponsored by them. As we mentioned earlier, Creighton ran track for the first time in over 60 years. It was 1961 that Creighton last ran track. Well, the men's cross country team used their distance program to run a distance-based track program. And sophomore Tommy Ward became the first member of the Creighton track program to compete at the NCAA regionals. Now, while he did not advance, 
he did make history for the Blue Jays. You've had quite the uh, the end of a high school career and a start of a college career, given that it overlapped, of course, with the beginning of the pandemic. You lose out on competition at the end of high school. Then you're injured at the beginning of your Creighton career. So, like, did this kind of feel like a, a nice culmination, I guess, of everything that you kind of had to go through personally and individually over the last few years? Yeah, Um all that stuff is like, yeah, it, it definitely left a chip on my shoulder. Yeah. Um, not like I, 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 I had, I started my senior year with an injury and then COVID and then I came to college and then I was like still COVID and then I ended it with um, an injury. But um, to be honest, I, it doesn't really bother me anymore. Um, I don't like what happened, happened. I can't like go back and grab those seasons, but um i'm kind of it changed my perspective where i'm i'm just more grateful to the fact that i'm still running um i'm doing like low 20 mile weeks for training just to to stay out of injury and the sheer fact that i can do what i can do because my coaches are flexible with me the resources they give me my teammates that are around me that support me and also um kind of help me set my goals and my dreams i i think Without all of that, I wouldn't still be running. So um, it's kind of like I ran 148 and I was like, oh, shoot. Like, it, it's kind of weird to think like I came into college thinking that this is what I was going to do. And then I I got kept getting setbacks. So I was like, oh, maybe I won't do this. And um, just the team and everything that we um, kind of strive for is what put me here. So I'm just grateful for it all. I love that perspective because I wanted to ask you mentally, you know, what was that like where, you know, so often people love they, they love the carrot at the end of the stick. Right. It's it's so for some it's not about the process. It's about, hey, I get I get to run a race at the end of, of this long block of training. You didn't you didn't have that for a variety of reasons. And yet on the other side, like you said, you feel grateful for, for maybe the perspective that it allowed you to have on on just the ability to run. Mm -hmm. Yeah, def I mean, like the yeah, the. I, I used to really like the racing part the most and everything, but almost now I, I like the, the work part. I like yep. uh, the workouts with my friends and the lifts and the um, rehabs and um, the community on the team just is fantastic. It's phenomenal. And uh, being able to be a part of that, um, I wouldn't want to do it any other way. So. For the eighth time in the last nine years, the Creighton volleyball team was champions of the Big East Conference, and they won the tournament championship as well. A young freshman who got a chance to be the defensive specialist, Sky McCune, was one of our early guests this year on the 1620 The Jays podcast. All right, be honest. In all those years you were playing, did you fancy yourself seeing yourself in red or in blue? Uh, I think... Uh, I've, I've always was kind of like neutral, but then obviously like, as I kind of started getting into recruiting, I was always blue. I, I've always kind of, I've always been the creating camps when I was little, I've always been a blue Jay fan. So. Why was that? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, my mom always signed me up for the creating camps and, um, I really enjoyed them. Um, I had pictures of me, like when I was like eight at wearing creating gear and, um, I just, I really loved Creighton and that was like, so like, obviously like when I got offered there, like that was huge and to stay home and, you know, I just, I have a full heart for Creighton always have. Yeah. And you were part of a very talented recruiting class, um, incoming recruiting class uh, among the other offers. I mean, once you got that Creighton offer, did you know that was going to be it or was it a tougher decision for you? 
Um, I think I, I knew right away that was going to be the best option for me. And that was going to be where I was at home the most. I, I definitely still um, like looked at other places, but I mean, I committed like the day or two after I was offered. So I, I was pretty confident. I was very sure and excited. So Sky McCune of Gretna joining us here on the 1620 The Jays podcast. You mentioned you went all those Creighton camps starting when you were eight years old. Do you think, um, obviously, it helped fuel your desire to want to play volleyball. At what point during that stage did you know, I am definitely going to play volleyball in college? Um, I think freshman year when I started playing in some varsity matches and I just um, really started to like love volleyball and started to get recruited. I was like, okay, like this is something I think I, I want to do in college. And I think freshman year just like kind of opened my eyes to opportunities in front of me. So definitely then. What was it like just playing? I mean, you, you know, and, and you obviously, you know, going to camp, but also playing on club teams. So, you know, a lot of people. And when you're from Omaha and you play at Creighton, chances are you're going to see either former classmates or former club teammates, whether they're on Nebraska or at Omaha. Is that is that tough for you to face old teammates or is, is that like motivating for you? Because sometimes you play your friends harder than you play the people you don't know. Yeah, I think I just have a lot of fun. I mean, I've only played one teammate, I think so far, but like this, this upcoming weekend, we play state and one of my like really good friends is on that team. And I'm super excited to play her just because we've played together for the past few years and we've talked about college together and how much fun it's going to be. So like the fact that like we're here now together, just like on different sides, is, I think it's really exciting. So well, last week, you know, when we were talking um, here on the uh, 1620, the Jays podcast, and and I, you know, I know there was comp friendly competition between Creighton and Nebraska and some of the fun messages that were being passed back and forth. Do you anticipate passing any messages back and forth to your old classmates when you're seeing them at Kansas State? Oh, yeah, I think we'll have fun with it. I think it'll be a good time. <laughs> Talking with uh, Creighton freshman Sky McCune. And as we mentioned, you made the transition from high school, being being more of an offensive player, an outside hitter, to a defensive specialist. How has that transition been for you? I, you, you? You said initially you were excited to do it, but did it at the same time require you to train differently, to work on different skills and was it challenging for you, especially now as you're you're playing as a freshman? Um, I think when I was in high school, I always when you're doing like position stations, anything like that. And I always had to go with the hitters. Um, I always was wanting to go to the defense um, floor and all that stuff. So now that I'm at Creighton and I don't have to like teeter on which court I need to go work on. I, I have a lot of fun just knowing that like this is my job and. I get to go to practice every day and just dig and play defense and serve receive. And I, I have a blast with it. So I'm, I really haven't had hard time transitioning at all. It's been super fun. Sky will be extra happy this year. She has been reunited with her good friend, Isaac Trout, who from Grand Island went to Virginia to start his basketball career and is now transferring into men's basketball for the 23, 24 season. It'll be good to have both of them on the Creighton campus. 
Meantime, Catherine Lemke also made history this year for the Blue Jays, winning her second straight Big East individual women's golf championship, and then went out and in her final round at the NCAA Regionals, shot six different birdies and a one under 71 in her third and final round of the NCAA tournament. It bettered her play last year in the NCAA Regionals by seven shots. Catherine Lemke was a guest earlier this season on the 1620 The Jays podcast. Your coach, Debbie Connery, her 30th season as a head coach, what was it that, that drew you to to her and to and to Creighton? And and and, uh, and I guess how important was she in, in ultimately choosing to play golf here? Yeah, she was a huge part of that. She is very dedicated to the girls and to the team, and um, she really will do anything for us. She um, puts so much of her time into making sure everything goes smoothly when we travel, when we practice, making sure we have access to Oak Hills and um, other practice facilities in the Omaha area. And I think when I first talked to her, I, I got that sense of care. Um, and I knew that she was devoted to the team and she wanted to make sure you weren't just doing well as a golfer, but as a person, she really cares about academics uh, in addition to athletics. And that was something that was really important for me. And just looking at Creighton as a whole, I was able to be a STEM major, which isn't common in some golf programs. They don't always like when people major in math, science, et cetera. And um, just the people at Creighton when I visited were so welcoming. And so it just excited for me to be there. I think you've probably heard about our connection to Jim Hendry. Um, we like met him when we came to Omaha and he was a big part of me getting recruited to play at Creighton as well. What type of coach is she? Cause you know, I, I've, I've had golf coaches over the years, some when I was little, some as I've become an adult and, and he, like the mental side of golf, I think is talked about so often, maybe to the detriment at times, you know, where you're overthinking things. And I, I say that as someone who's obviously very much an amateur, how, how does she approach it? And I guess, what do you take from her in terms of the mental side of the game when you're out there on the course? Yeah. Um, so you're right in saying that it's mostly a mental game and her job is mostly coaching us mentally. We all kind of have our own swing coaches back home that help us uh, keep our technique sharp, but her main role is helping us with course management. Um, she likes to be on par threes and par fives. And so she'll, when we see her on the course, she'll say, you know, this hole is 155 yards and it's playing 165 because of the wind. And she'll kind of give us a breakdown of what's happened before we've gotten to the hole, like what she's seen, where people have gone, uh, what situations you might want to avoid. And on par fives, it's a similar thing where I might get up to my ball and being the aggressive player that I am really want to go for the green. And she says, Hey, you know, remember that there's water five yards from the right of the green. So maybe we lay up here because you can just put a distance wedge close and make your birdie that way. Um, so it's things like that, that she helps us consider the um, consequences of our decisions if we try to play a little more aggressively and that's her main goal as coach. Baseball pitcher Ryan Windham had certainly a very challenging year. A year ago he went down due to a Tommy John surgery and spent a lot of time on the shelf. Then the former reliever was converted into a starter and not only a starter 
He became the Friday night starter, the number one guy on the weekends. He held that spot for the first two months of the season. Then he lost that position at midseason before getting it back just in time for the regular season finale when he pitched his best game of the year against top 10 rated UConn. This season for you, of course, it started at the top of the rotation, but coming off of last year, you were injured, you didn't get a chance to pitch very much. Kind of talk us through last year and just your recovery process and what your mindset was entering this year. Yeah, last year I only threw eight innings because I was coming off Tommy John. So I actually came back early, 10, 10 months, usually it's longer than that. But uh, it completely changed my mindset. I, I had a r- routine, everything's just completely different after surgery. So. I have that uh, reliever mindset, but after surgery, I kind of formed into that starting role. So it gives me more rest in between uh, starts. So, Is it hard to come I mean, so many guys now have done it and come off and been successful off of Tommy John's surgery. But when you hear that, that that UCL is gone, does it? what does it do mentally to you? Because you sometimes feel like, oh, my God, this could be it. But what was your emotions going through that? Yeah, I mean, it hit me hard for probably the first 20 minutes. And then I just formed a mindset of, what are you going to do about it? You got to do something about this. You can't just sit here and mope around. And I worked really hard in rehab to get back to where I'm where I'm at today. And I, the te- my, my teammates just really motivated me. I want to come back and fight for them, so. And you said you had that, you had that reliever's mentality before. At what point did it kind of switch for you where you thought, I can be a starter. I want to be a starter. And then to move from not even playing much last year to being the number one starter at the beginning of the season. Talk me through that process. Yeah, you know, coach came up to me early in the fall and was like, I think you can start in this Friday role. And I said, I know I can. So I just had to work hard and uh, change my mindset of being that reliever and coming out for 20 pitches out of the bullpen and changing that to I got to work for 90, 85, 90 pitches of start, so, and be efficient, so. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Men's golfer Sean Campbell was one of two Blue Jays this past golf year to participate in each of Creighton's 10 competitions on the course. His average score of 73.8 was the second best among all Creighton golfers this past season and he enjoyed a career performance winning the Big O Classic 
besting 93 other golfers after shooting a six under for the tournament. You have shot par or better in nine of the 24 rounds that you have played this season. You own the, the, the team best uh, score scoring average this year. What, what would you say, Sean, has been the biggest key to that type of consistency? Um, well, it's a hard one because I, I lead the team, but I'm also kind of a little bit disappointed of where I am right now. You know, it's expectations are always higher than, um, you know, perhaps what they are. And I had a pretty good summer last year and I kind of want to keep building on that. But this last couple of weeks, I've had a pretty good amount of time to reflect, um, on what I've done and, you know, we've, we've played a pretty tough schedule this year. Our coach has been, uh, we, we lost Judd right at the start of the year and now we got Wes in there and he, he's doing a good job. He's in Omaha and he's filling in great um, or fitting in great. Um, but, you know, I think I'm staying pretty grounded and with my swing coach at home, we're just really working on bettering me and not trying to, you know, kind of worry about the things on the outside. So we're just using my or we've set some goals and we're using those goals to get me better and better and i think my consistency is coming is coming there or is getting there um and now we just uh got to make a big push the last couple of tournaments of the uh, season what what is your i guess career look like sean in terms of when you started playing golf when you realized you were like hey i could do something with this beyond you know just having fun as a kid i could i could maybe go to another country like you have what, what i guess what's your golf journey looked like Sure. So I, I started pretty young. My dad was pretty good. He got down to about a two or a three handicap. And then, you know, I kind of just played along and I, I was a bigger kid, so I could hit the ball pretty good. Um, and then from there, I guess we, uh, my sister, my sister played at Iowa state. Um, and she had a couple of friends that were, ended up in Washington uh, and they won the national championship uh, a few years back. Um, so I was like, wow, that's pretty cool um ended up playing a bit of junior stuff over in australia and um sent out a few emails ended up at kansas and now i'm at creighton um and i love every bit of the us i love college golf i love being around the guys um i live with the soccer guys now and you know just meeting new people networking it's it's so much fun and um yeah i'm, I'm just having a blast and trying to enjoy it while I can. The Creighton women's basketball team once again made it back to the NCAA tournament and while this time they didn't go as far as the Elite Eight that they did in 2022, Creighton women's basketball did win a national championship of sorts. The 2023 USA Basketball 3X National Championship was won by the foursome of Lauren Jensen, Morgan Molly, Molly Mogensen, and Emma Ronsick. And the tournament MVP, Morgan Molly, joined us earlier this month on the 1620 The Jays podcast. So often, I am an Omaha City boy. I refer to anything that is not Omaha or Lincoln as Western Nebraska. When you're talking to someone like me, and I'm like, hey, where are you from? Do you say Crete? Do you say a small town you've never heard of? Or do you just say, it's somewhere west of here. Leave me alone, please. Um... Most of the time, I just say a small town, and then they ask me for the name, uh -huh. and I'll say Crete. And uh, luckily, it's close enough to Lincoln that a lot of people actually know where it is. That's good. When I b before you came on, I'll, I'll be honest. I did Google it, and I was like, okay, where is this at? I I zoomed out, zoomed out, zoomed out, and I was like, man, I'm just an idiot. It's right. It's it's not even that far west of Omaha. Right. Right. 
Oh, so typical of me. Uh, before we look back at the season that was, let's talk about the national championship that you and some teammates just won in the 3X tournament. I mean, I guess, how did you get involved with this? What was the process like? What does it mean to pick up that title? Yeah, um, it was a really awesome experience. Um, we were finishing up a team workout one day in April and Flan pulled um, all of us aside and was like, Hey, we got, you guys got invited to go play USA three V three, um, in a month. And we were like, what does that mean? But we were like, USA basketball free trip. Like, let's just go, let's just go do it. And it took about five minutes for us to decide on that, but it was, it was really fun weekend. That's awesome. The, the chemistry of three on three versus the traditional five on five. How is it similar on the floor? How is it different? Uh, I would say the group that we went, the chemistry was phenomenal. Um, we'd all been playing together for so long now. Um, we know the ins and outs of each other's games and, but three on three, there's so much more space on the floor. So you, we really got to work together and um, use that space to our advantage. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things, Morgan, that has stood to me so much is I've gotten a chance to call quite a few of your games over the last two seasons, especially, has been the mm-hmm. chemistry of the team, whether it's those moments where you and your teammates are winning in a blowout fashion or whether the game is close, just sometimes the head nods, the smiles, the pointing of the finger after a nice assist, whatever it is. What has, I guess, how have you and your teammates been able to develop that type of chemistry? Because I think it's really noticeable for us watching the game in the building and even when we watch it on TV. Yeah, I would just say that's just the style of Creighton and the culture that we have here. Um, Our style that we play with is so cohesive and anti-individualistic that, you know, we we give a nod to our teammates when uh, plays happen. And finally, as we look back on this past year, we go back to our very first guest here on the 1620 The Jays podcast, the athletic director at Creighton University, Marcus Blossom. What surprised you most uh, when you're on the job, like inside of, of Creighton Athletics, not so much some of these external things like name, image, likeness? What surprised you most internally? You know, I knew they had or, or we had a lot of support um, mm-hmm. from fans and, and, and donors and supporters, I think. The surprising part was it, it was at a greater level than I thought it was, mm. and the passion and the excitement and the, uh, the love for Creighton uh, in the city of Omaha is tremendous. Um, another surprising piece of that is a, a lot of the people that I've come in contact to that are Creighton supporters, um, a lot of them aren't necessarily Creighton graduates, mm-hmm. so they have an affinity for Creighton um, because of um, what we mean to the city of Omaha. A lot of them are... Omaha residents. Um, a lot has to do with the the stewardship and the, the cultivation and the relationship building uh, that our staff has has done over over the last few years as well. Marcus Blossom joining us, Creighton Athletic Director. With that, you know, sometimes when 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 a new administration comes in, there are differences in how you want to do things, whether it's organizing your staff or. Even, you know, things that affect the fans more like changes at basketball games or changes in presentation and things like that has has change been hard for some people to grasp, to understand? Or how how would you how would you categorize that? I mean, in terms of of, of, you know, getting people to accept maybe a new way of doing things. 
Yes, it has been hard for some. Um, and, and you know, that's understandable. We've had, um, you know, fans and supporters that have been coming to our games for 20-plus years. Yeah. We've had staff um, on board for 20-plus years. What I've tried to, to communicate is um, why, why certain things are, 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 are changing, uh, what my, my vision and my end goal is. And as I mentioned before, with the changing landscape of college athletics, it may have been working in the past, but we have to evolve with how the world mm-hmm. around us is evolving. So sure. change um, isn't just something that is 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 something that someone like me wants to do. I think uh, in this environment, change may be necessary. Marcus, I want to go back to the end of March um, because I remember before the contract extension with Greg McDermott was announced. Like there was just some, you know, columns and, and articles that had come out, and I remember some Creighton fans that listened to the show kind of reaching out and saying, "Should should I be worried about the end of the Greg McDermott era coming?" And, and sure enough, the contract extension was announced towards the end of that month, and, and here we are today. How important was it to you, given first year on the job, and I guess maybe some of that conversation circling around to make sure you locked him up? Well, it was very important. It was it was something that I started to work on with with Greg. Uh, I think the first week I. I got here. Um, now, all of that wasn't public, so everyone didn't sure. know that mm-hmm. things are in the works. Um, so Greg has has done a phenomenal job with with our basketball program, and and we and we want that to continue as long as possible. So it was my number one priority coming in, and I was never worried that that was um, that was going to end anytime soon. But uh, you have to work as diligently as possible as if that could be a possibility mm. and do whatever you can to, to make sure it isn't uh, in the time frame that um, that would be detrimental to, to our athletic department. Again, we want to thank Barry Law for presenting the 1620 The Jays podcast all this academic year. At Barry Law, your most important assets are your body, your mind, and your future. And when those are jeopardized by an injury that isn't your fault, you need to fight back and regain your life. Call Barry Law at 402-999-7777 or visit BarryLawFirm.com. At Barry Law, we help defend the rights of those in need. At Barry Law, we are in it to win it. And thus ends the 2022-23 academic year at Creighton University. A lot of exciting things yet to come next academic year. Volleyball, once again, should be very strong. Men's soccer is going to be doing some rebuilding, but no doubt Johnny Torres has a good plan in place. Obviously, there's a lot of excitement for both men's and women's basketball. The women return a very deep core. The men's team going through some changes, but hopefully we get some good news by the end of this month and hear of the returns of Ryan Kalkbrenner and Trey Alexander, and they should be in good shape again to make another deep run in the NCAAs plus all of the other great student-athletes and sports at Creighton University. It was a truly special year. For my colleagues Josh Peterson and Connor Happer, I'm John Bishop. The 1620 The Jays podcast has been presented by Barry Law and is a co-presentation of Creighton University Athletics and NRG Media Omaha. Until next fall, so long, everyone. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.